Hey, what's going on? It's Anthony Dean, and it's time for Change the Game podcast for Wednesday, January 1st, 2020. What's going on? Happy New Year's to everybody out there. This is the first Change the Game episode of 2020, a brand new decade. And last episode, of course, we talked about all things Star Wars with the new movie Rise of Skywalker coming out and the part two second Star Wars episode of Change the Game will be coming very soon. Today, it is New Year's Day, bunch of college football bowl games. Today is going to be the first Change the Game college football episode and we are going to talk about all the bowl games we're going to go over all the scores of all the bowl games that have happened. We're going to go over a couple of the bowl games, including the college football playoffs. We will preview the national championship games, the Rose Bowl game today. And I have a little list here, the top, my top five Rose Bowls ever, history of college football. So, so far, it has been a very interesting college football bowl season. Some great games so far. Going to run through the scores of every bowl game. The Makers wanted Bahamas Bowl. Buffalo knocking out Charlotte 31-9 in the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl. Kent State edging out Utah State 51-41. Out in the Mitsubishi Motors Las Vegas Bowl. Washington dominating Boise State 38-7. In the R plus L Carriers New Orleans Bowl, Appalachian State beats UAB 31-17. Out in the New Mexico Bowl, San Diego State demolishes Central Michigan 48-11. In the FBC Mortgage Cure Bowl, Liberty beats Georgia Southern 23-16. In the Cherry Bundy Baca Rodden Bowl, Florida Atlantic beats SMU 52-28. In the Camellia Bowl, Arkansas State beats Florida International 34-26. UCF knocks out Maryland 48-25 in the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. In the Sophie Hawaii Bowl, Hawaii beats BYU 38-34. In the Walk-On's Independence Bowl, Louisiana Tech shuts out Miami 14 to nothing. In the Quick Lane Bowl, Pittsburgh beats Eastern Michigan 34 to 30. In the San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl, Iowa destroys USC 49 to 24. The Academy Sports plus Outdoors Texas Bowl, Texas A&M beats Oklahoma State 24 to 21. In the Military Bowl, presented by Northrop Grumman, North Carolina destroys Temple 55-13. In the New Era Pinstripe Bowl, Michigan State beats Wake Forest 27-21. In the Cheez-It Bowl, Air Force beats Washington State 31-21. In the Camping World Bowl, Notre Dame beats Iowa State 33-9. In the Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic, Penn State beats Memphis 53 to 39 in the Capital One Orange Bowl Florida beats Virginia 36 to 28 in the Serve Bro First Responder Bowl 
Western Kentucky beats Western Michigan 23-20. In the Franklin American Mortgage Music City Bowl, Louisville beats Mississippi State 38-28. In the Red Box Bowl, California beats Illinois 35-20. In the Valero Alamo Bowl, Texas dominates Utah 38-10. In the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, Navy beats Kansas State 20-17. In the Belk Bowl, Kentucky wins a thriller over Virginia Tech 37-30. In the Tony the Tigers Sun Bowl, Arizona State beats Florida State 20-14. And Herm Edwards gets the Frosted Flakes bath in the celebration. That was pretty awesome. And then in the Nova Home Loans Arizona Bowl, Wyoming beats Georgia State 38-17. Game still on tact uh, other than the New Year's Day games. On Thursday, January 2nd, you got the Ticket Smarter Birmingham Bowl, Boston College taking on Cincinnati. The Tax Slayer Gator Bowl, you got Indiana taking on Tennessee. Friday, you got Ohio and Nevada in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. January 4th, Southern Mississippi takes on Tulane in the Lockheed Martin Arms Forces Bowl. Then Monday, January 6th, Louisiana and Miami of Ohio play in the Langdon Tree Bowl. And for today, January 1st, New Year's Day, you got four great games kicking off at noon with the Outback Bowl, Minnesota, and Auburn, and then the Verbo Citrus Bowl with Michigan and Alabama. And then at 4 o'clock, you've got Wisconsin and Oregon in the Rose Bowl game. And then tonight at 745, by the way, all these times central, you got Georgia taking on Baylor in the All-State Sugar Bowl. So, great schedule of games tonight. Want to start with all of the games tonight and my predictions for each game. Going to start out in the Outback Bowl. Last time we saw Minnesota, they were coming off their worst loss of the season. They had a chance to go to the Big Ten Championship game playing at home against Wisconsin. College game day was there. Coach Corso picked the Golden Gophers to win, and they got embarrassed by Wisconsin, 38-17 to in the snow. Uh, so most people would think, well, Auburn is coming off their best win of the season, beating Alabama in the finale to knock Alabama out of the college football playoffs. I think most people would think this will be an easy win for Auburn. I do not. I think Minnesota is going to play a lot better than they played against Wisconsin. They're going to come out with a lot of heart. I do believe that Auburn is going to win the football game. I think it's going to be a very close game. Auburn pulls away late. I'm going to go final score. Auburn 32, Minnesota 27. So a five-point win for Auburn. The other game that's at noon central time is the Verbo Citrus Bowl, Michigan and Alabama. This is one of the games that I've been very hyped for today. Michigan, Alabama, two great storied programs. They haven't met since the first game of the 2012 season where Alabama just dominated Michigan at Cowboy Stadium over at Jerry World in Arlington, Texas. 
And I believe that Michigan gets revenge for that game, and I think Jim Harbaugh gets his one of his first signature wins. Obviously, you got to consider the Notre Dame victory this year to be a signature win as well. But this is going to be a big day for Jim Harbaugh and the Wolverines. I expect the Michigan defense to play really well. I think Alabama is going to be motivated as well. But I really believe in Michigan. I think that they're going to be able to run the ball in Alabama. I don't think Alabama's defense is as good as it has been in the past. So I really like the Michigan Wolverines and Mr. Shea Patterson to play the final game of his Michigan career very well. I expect him to get the win, and I'm going to go Shea Patterson gets the game MVP. Final score, 28-24, to Michigan beats Alabama. Then, of course, the granddaddy of them all, the Rose Bowl game. Uh, later on, of course, I'm going to finish off this podcast by giving off my personal top five Rose Bowl games of all time. So stay tuned for that. But for this year's installment of the Rose Bowl, Oregon and Wisconsin, a rematch of a absolutely fantastic Rose Bowl from 2012 when the Oregon Ducks edged out the Wisconsin Badgers. And once again, I like Oregon to win just like they did in 2012, uh, Russell Wilson's final game of his one season at Wisconsin. I like the Ducks in this one. Justin Herbert is an NFL quarterback. I don't know how good of an NFL quarterback he's going to be. I'm not as sold as a lot of people are, but I think he is an NFL quarterback. He could do a lot of great things for a team, depending on what team he goes to you know, in the system. I think that sometimes is how it is for a lot of college football quarterbacks going to the NFL, you know, depending on where you get drafted and how your career goes. But as far as this game goes, I like Justin Herbert to have a big day, impress the NFL scouts. I'm not a big Wisconsin guy. I don't think they're that good. I know they dominated Minnesota. I know that they played Ohio State tough. They've got a good defense. They've got the best running back in the game. By the way, shout out to Jonathan Taylor. That was absolutely bogus that he didn't make a Heisman finalist spot. Uh, The running back position is super devalued in football. It's very unfair. Jonathan Taylor's had one of the best running back seasons in the history of college football. This guy is a monster. Deserved Heisman consideration. He's really carrying this offense, and that's the problem. I think Oregon stacks the box. I think they focus in on Jonathan Taylor. Despite that, I still think Jonathan Taylor is going to go for almost 150, but I think he's going to get about 30 carries. I think Oregon does a good job on defense, gets a few stops. I like the Oregon Ducks to take out the Wisconsin Badgers. Final score, 21-17. Then out in the Sugar Bowl, Georgia and Baylor. This is a game that I have personally been looking forward to. I think this is a great matchup. Last year, Georgia was in the Sugar Bowl and lost to Texas. As I predicted, I was very mad that I didn't bet on that because that was a huge spread against Texas, and Texas ended up winning. It was the same thing with Texas's Bowl this year. I knew they were going to beat Utah, and they smoked them. I did not expect that. This year, though, I expect Georgia to come out with a lot of motivation, play very well, but I'm rolling with the upset. I've got the Baylor Bears knocking off the Georgia Bulldogs. I say Georgia loses back-to-back Sugar Bowls. I really like this Baylor team. I think they played Oklahoma very well. 
I think they do a much better job than the experts think. I know a lot of people think without LSU dominated Oklahoma that Georgia's going to do the same to Baylor. I don't think so because I don't think Georgia's on the level of LSU. Georgia's more on the level of a Baylor and Oklahoma. I like the Baylor Bears to get a big win and knock off the Georgia Bulldogs in the Sugar Bowl. Now, got those predictions out of the way. We're going to move on to some of the bowl games that have already happened and that I want to discuss. It's really not many that have happened that I honestly want to discuss. Obviously, USC getting dominated by Iowa was a surprise. I thought Iowa might win, but I thought USC would put up more of a fight than they did. I thought it was pretty embarrassing. I think USC's program is in shambles right now, and the fact that they retain Clay Helton is a big mistake by this program. So I don't know where USC goes from here, but I would try to get Urban Meyer to come. I would fire Clay Helton and try to find a new coach because he is not working out. USC came in last in the Pac-12 for recruiting. That should never happen. That is absolutely embarrassing. USC is one of the easiest schools to recruit. I don't understand how you could come last place in the Pac-12 behind Washington State schools like that. That doesn't make any sense to me. So I think USC's got a lot to think about in terms of their program and where they are right now. Another bowl game, of course, I want to talk about is my Notre Dame Fighting Irish destroying Iowa State 33-9. to You know, you, you look at Iowa State's record. Oh, well, they finished 7-6 and six after this loss. How big of a win is that? Well, let me tell you something. Iowa State had five losses in the regular season. All of them under 10 points except for one. The last game of the season, they lost at Kansas State 17-27. to That's their largest margin of loss, 10 points. Their other losses, their first loss was at home against a ranked Iowa team, 18-17. to One-point loss. Then they go at Baylor, the number seven team in the country, 23-21, to a heartbreaking loss. They lost at the buzzer by a field goal. Then their homecoming game, they played Oklahoma State, lost by a touchdown, 34-27. to Then at Oklahoma, they almost had them. Overtime, they go for a two-point conversion. Picked off in the end zone, 42-41, to Oklahoma wins. And that was their only other loss. Notre Dame absolutely dominated Iowa State. I was very surprised by this result. I figured Notre Dame would win. Being a fan, I was very nervous about this game, to tell you the truth. I thought this was going to be a nail-biter, and Notre Dame maybe pulls away late. But Iowa State was just not the type of team to get blown out. I think it was the first time they lost a game by more than 10 points in over two years. So, you know, Iowa State is a tough team, and Notre Dame really, really did a great job of posing their will on those Cyclones. I mean, you got to love the performance by Notre Dame. How about the, the Tony Jones Jr. touchdown run, 84 yards, gets the big stiff arm on his way to the end zone. I mean, this is just... A great performance from Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame is going to be right in the mix for a college football playoff berth next year. Only problem is November 7th, Saturday night, they're going to play Clemson at Notre Dame Stadium. I saw that game on the schedule. My eyes lit up. I really want to go to that. I don't know if I'm going to be able to because tickets are going to be ridiculous. 
I'm assuming at least, maybe if I get them right away. But that would be a heck of a game to go to at good old Notre Dame Stadium. But that was a surprise to me. Penn State and Memphis was a very exciting game. Penn State pulling away late. I got to give Memphis props for playing Penn State as hard as they did. A lot of people didn't think Penn State were going to win this game. They thought Memphis would be more motivated. I didn't agree. I figured that Penn State would be very motivated to prove that they should have been in the Rose Bowl and not Wisconsin, which, I mean, tell you the truth, I agree that Penn State should have been in the Rose Bowl. Personally, I think Penn State is better than Wisconsin. That's just me. I think James Franklin's one of the best coaches in America. And he said he wants to be the first black coach to win a national championship. Hey, I'm rooting for you, my man. Penn State gets in the playoffs. Notre Dame or Mizzou is not in there. I'll probably be rooting for Penn State to win the national championship. That would be great to see them in the playoffs. Would have been great to see them in the playoffs when they had uh, Mr. Saquon Barkley the star running back for the Giants now. But listen, another great bowl game that we had was Florida and Virginia. Shout out to Virginia for putting up a fight on Florida. They really made Florida work for their Orange Bowl victory. Florida does pull away late, but they only win by eight points. Great game. You got to give Virginia a lot of props for playing the way that they did. You know, Florida's a much better team, but Virginia showed a lot of fight. And a lot of heart. And you got to love that. But. The other two games. That I want to talk about. Were the scores that I didn't mention. Which were the college football playoff games. The first one being. The Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. With number one LSU. Absolutely demolishing number four Oklahoma. 63 to 28. Listen. I thought this game would be close. I didn't want to bet on this game. I thought Oklahoma could give LSU some problems if their defense didn't step up. But, boy, LSU made a big-time statement that, listen, this this game is a perfect indication of why there shouldn't be more than four teams in the college football playoffs. And sometimes I've been a person to advocate for an eight-team playoff, but this year has proven you know, you could argue that somebody other Oklahoma could get in there, but listen, it was a three-team race all season. LSU, Ohio State, Clemson. That's just a fact. LSU whooped Oklahoma. Joe Burrow throws seven touchdowns and has a running touchdown, eight touchdowns. Bengals fans everywhere hype for him to be the number one pick. And I have not been the biggest Joe Burrow supporter, and I like LSU. I do. I I love Death Valley. I think it's an awesome stadium. Love Clemson's Death Valley as well. But that's a stadium I've always wanted to go to. See maybe LSU and Alabama play. I think it's a great atmosphere. You know the Tiger mascot is an awesome mascot. I mean, there's there's not much you can't say right about LSU right now though. And I thought that this was like a Baker Mayfield type Oklahoma where their defense was just so bad, especially compared to other LSU teams who have lived off their defense. Now it's their offense carrying them. But the defense is slowly but surely caught up. But I just don't think Oklahoma is that good compared to 
the other two teams in the playoffs with LSU, Clemson, and Ohio State. And LSU really waxed them and just proved that Oklahoma didn't belong. I mean, they belonged in the playoff, I guess, because it's a four-team playoff, but they're not in the class of LSU, Ohio State, and Clemson, which is what most people felt all season. I was very disappointed in Oklahoma's effort, though. I thought they did a lot of talking on the field. Like Mr. Thaddeus Young, son of the GOAT, Randy Moss said, those players looked like they did a lot of talking on the field and didn't back it up. Thaddeus Moss said that was about the fifth best defense they played all year. Oklahoma proving again that they do not have a good defense. People said they are better than they are, and I guess they are better than they have been in the past. You wouldn't know it from Joe Burrow throwing seven touchdowns in the first half, getting eight total touchdowns, 63 points. Just an absolute embarrassment by Oklahoma. But you move on to the second playoff game, the game that I was not afraid to bet on. I knew people who said Ohio State was going to win. I said, oh, yeah? They put some money on that? You're going to bet against Clemson? And listen, I have a rule, college football. There's one team, one program I don't bet against. It is Clemson, Mr. Dabo Sweeney, my man Deshaun Watson, now my man Travis Etienne, Trevor Lawrence, and guess what? Ohio State, the Ohio State University, the Ohio State, D, 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 D. All those fans, oh, the Ohio State, sick and tired of hearing, the Ohio State, hold this L, the L University, that's what they should call y'all now, because you took this fat L from Clemson with a 16-0 lead, I don't want to hear about refs or nothing, you had a 16-0 lead, and you took the L, because Clemson is better than Ohio State, Clemson is the best program in college football not saying they're the best team in the nation right now it is very hard to decide who is better between LSU and Clemson I will make my prediction in a couple minutes but I want to get into this game Clemson moves to 14-0 Ohio State loses wasn't the 31-0 game that it was in 2016 when Deshaun Watson embarrassed Ohio State Made the committee look silly for not including Penn State in the playoffs. But you got to give full credit to Clemson for hanging in there. Man, Trevor Lawrence is so tough. I mean, he took a lot of big shots through two touchdowns. He ran for a big touchdown over 50 yards. But how about Travis Etienne? The first touchdown, I mean, it looked like he was going to get stopped. Gets the the move, the stiff arm, and just barrels his way into the end zone tough. And, man, this this is why I didn't think Ohio State could win because of Travis Etienne, that breakaway speed where he's there, he gets the ball, and boom, goodbye. That's what I want to see on the Bears next year with Montgomery. Montgomery and Etienne with Mr. Cam Newton, Super Cam as the quarterback, probably not going to happen. But that's my wishful thinking right there for the Bears is to get Travis Etienne on them. I don't really know where he's projected to go. Me, personally, I would take Etienne in the first round. I think he's going to be a great NFL player. He's got NFL speed. That guy is insane. He was the reason I was confident in Clemson. I just think Clemson is so good. 
I was so impressed by the way that they fought back. You know, I was at work, and everybody was giving me a hard time because Ohio State was up. I never wavered. I said, don't worry. Clemson going to come back. I knew it. Like, just let them let them get, get their flow. Like, Ohio State better not let Clemson get going or it's over. And that's what happened. And then Clemson gets the clutch touchdown. Justin Fields throws the interception in the end zone. Clemson gets a 29-23 to win in the Fiesta Bowl. Moving on to the national championship game. And this year's national championship game presented by AT&T at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome in New Orleans, Louisiana. It's going to be a party in Louisiana for those LSU fans. Clemson versus LSU. Oh, man, this is what I thought the championship game was going to be before the playoffs. I really didn't know who to pick then. Personally, I want LSU to win because they haven't won in so long. I really want to pick LSU to win this game, but I am going to go with the Clemson Tigers. LSU is favored by five and a half points. Put the money on Clemson. They will cover the spread. If LSU wins, it'll be a a one to three point win. This is going to be an extremely close game. This is going to be awesome. This will be the best national championship game since I say the Deshaun Watson comeback win over Alabama in 2017. I should say that's right. That's when he he beat Ohio State thirty-one to nothing, as well as the twenty sixteen season. But the games were took place in twenty seventeen. But this is going to be an excellent game. I really like Joe Burrow. I think he's great. But I just don't see I just don't see Clemson losing, man. And like I said, I don't bet against Clemson. I'm not betting on this game. Because I really want to root for LSU. I really do. But if I bet, that means I bet on Clemson. So I'm just not going to bet on this one. And honestly, I think LSU could win. I'm not confident in as confident in Clemson to make a bet. I really don't make bets unless I'm super confident. Like basically guaranteed at this point. That's not how it used to be. But now I only make bets when I am 100% confident. Like it was that Clemson was going to beat Ohio State. I know it was close. But Clemson was going to beat Ohio State every day. Clemson at LSU is a whole different story. I like the Clemson Tigers to pull off a national championship win. It'll be a great game. Final score, 43-42. to Clemson hits them with the two-point conversion to win the game. That's my prediction. Comes all the way down to the end. Clemson goes for two to win the game and the national championship. Back-to-back championships. It would be three out of four national championships. Clemson is just too powerful to pick against. I really like the Clemson Tigers to win the national championship. Um, Like I said, it's going to be an excellent game. A one-point victory could go either way. I am personally going to root for the LSU Tigers, as my man Bill Burr, of course, also will. Um, But now, what I really wanted to move on to was the Rose Bowl. Not this year's Rose Bowl. But like I said, I was going to do a list, my top five Rose Bowls of all time. Um, Honorable mention, I want to give 
Um, one honorable mention, and that would be the 2012 Rose Bowl between Wisconsin and Oregon. Oregon wins 45 to 38. Came down to the last play, Wisconsin trying to spike the ball, and it was too late. Russell Wilson was the quarterback for Wisconsin. That was part of their three straight Rose Bowls where Wisconsin lost every single one. That was an excellent game. Uh, Just missed. If I had to rank a top 10, it would be number 6, I believe. But get into the top 5 with number 5, and that would be the 1997 Rose Bowl between Ohio State and Arizona State. A thrilling game. Uh, R.I.P. Pat Tillman. He played for Arizona State in that game. Arizona State hasn't been back to the Rose Bowl since this excellent game. Mr. Jake Plummer led the Sun Devils, who were number two at the time, in what looked like the game-winning drive. 11-yard scramble touchdown with a minute 40 left to put Arizona State up 17-14. to But Ohio State responds. Gets all the way down. Gets a touchdown. Their PAT was blocked. But Ohio State does hold on to the three-point victory. Even though Arizona State was able to get all the way to their 35-yard line. Great game. Great finish. The Ohio State gets the win. Unlike in the college football playoff. (laughs) So, number four. The 2005 Rose Bowl, a Rose Bowl that gets overshadowed because of what happened the year after. That would be Texas and Michigan. Texas winning 38-37. to It would be Texas's first ever trip to the Rose Bowl. They were a replacement team because USC was in the BCS National Championship game against Oklahoma where they waxed Oklahoma. And Vince Young... Got his little first taste of success in Pasadena. Gets a game-winning drive. Uh, really set himself as a national star in that game. He had two touchdown runs of 10 yards and 23 yards in the fourth quarter. Meanwhile, Michigan had to settle for two field goals in that fourth quarter. One of them put him up 37-35 with three minutes left. But, of course, Texas answered. And Dusty Magum kicks the 37-yard field goal as time expires and Texas wins the Rose Bowl. Great game that doesn't get talked enough, talked about enough as a great Rose Bowl. So, that's number four. This is where it got really, really tough. Number three is going to be the 2017 Rose Bowl USC Versus Penn State. What an excellent game this was. There was a lot of debate about should Penn State be in the playoffs over Washington. Boy, Penn State played great in this game. I mean, this was... It was a much better game than any of those playoff semifinals that they had. Because Alabama waxed Washington. And then Ohio Ohio State got shut out by Clemson 31-zip. So, this game was absolutely sensational. You had that Saquon Barkley just dazzling 79-yard touchdown run. 
the Chris Goodwin 72-yard touchdown catch that bounces off the defender. I mean, this was... Everybody was making thrilling plays for both teams. Uh, Sam Darnold was a star. He became a star in this game. He's a redshirt freshman at the time. He had that spectacular game-tying touchdown pass to Deontay Burnett with a minute 20 left. And then Mc, uh, McSorley throws the third down pick, which McQuay, Leon McQuay returns to field goal range. And then Matt Bormeister makes up for his earlier missed field goal by knocking in a 46-yard field goal as time expires for USC to survive an excellent Rose Bowl game. And Penn State, who just had that middle-of-the-game onslaught in the third quarter, USC was down by 14 in the fourth. They win on the final play. What a game. You know, you, you don't think you'll see another Rose Bowl like that for years. But then what happens? As my number two ranking is the 2018 Rose Bowl. Georgia and Oklahoma, what a game this was. Man, Baker Mayfield, the Heisman Trophy winner, the future number one pick in the, the following draft. This was a college football playoff game between two college football playoff teams. And guess what? Baker catches the touchdown in the first half. I mean, this was unbelievable. Georgia was down by 17. They come back. The there was the largest comeback in Rose Bowl history. This was the first ever meeting between the Georgia Bulldogs and the Oklahoma Sooners. It was the clear-cut game of the year in 2017. Well, maybe not clear-cut. Maybe you want to say the national championship was better. I prefer this one personally, but it was 31-14. to but Georgia was able to respond. Sony Michelle running for 181 yards. Nick Chubb running for 145 yards. And that Oklahoma or that excuse me, that Georgia defense just playing phenomenal in the third quarter. And then the game goes to double overtime. Sony Michelle wins the game for him. Lorenzo Carter blocks an Oklahoma field goal. Sony Michelle wins the game on the 27 yard. Double overtime, touchdown run. What a game. 54-48. to 48. Georgia wins in overtime. Advances to the college football national championship game where they would lose to Alabama in a heartbreaker for Georgia fans everywhere. But, of course, we've arrived at number one. I think you all knew what number one would be. I believe that this is the greatest college football game ever my personal opinion. There are other games that are up there. The one that comes to mind be Clemson versus Alabama National Championship game. Really both of them um, with the Deshaun Watson Clemson teams. But I would say I prefer the second one where Clemson wins the game. Basically on the last play of the game, the touchdown to Hunter Renfro. But if you had to ask me what's the best college football game of all time, this is the game I go with. It is clearly the best Rose Bowl of all time. That would be the 2006 Rose Bowl. How do you follow up the classic like 2005? Well, you had everything in this game. Number one, USC. Number two, Texas. This was the BCS National Championship game. This was just, you had stars everywhere. You had the top three finishers in the Heisman Trophy race of that season. The winner, Reggie Bush. The second place finisher, Vince Young, the quarterback of Texas. 
The third place finisher, Matt Leinert, the defending Heisman Trophy winner in his own right. USC had back-to-back Heisman trophies. They were the defending two-time national champions as they were voted AP national champion in 2003. And they won the BCS national championship in 2004. This was the height of USC's Pete Carroll's USC squad. And this was just, this was the the star-studded team, the L.A. life. But then there was Texas, who was led by Mr. Vince Young, who was known, but you would really know him after this game. They were the two, the nation's only remaining unbeaten teams. They combined for 1130 total yards. Matt Liner threw for 365 yards. Lendell White, Ran for 124 yards and three touchdowns. Vince Young was 30 of 40 in the game. 267 yards. Ran for 200 yards and three touchdowns. Almost 500 total yards of offense. Reggie Bush only ran for 82 yards. His his night was really marred by really trying to do too much. Trying to pitch it to a fullback. On that ill-advised lateral. And Texas recovers the fumble. And then what most people remember is the big fourth and two. Lendell White is stuffed. Reggie Bush is on the bench. That was the big mistake by Pete Carroll. I never understood why he did that. Makes no sense. Even if you're not going to go to him, you need to have Reggie Bush on the field as some sort of decoy. He was the best player in college football. He... He is in the discussion for best college football player of all time. Not a, not a doubt in my mind. It was just a back and forth game. You had USC taking, you had Texas taking the lead. USC coming back. Reggie Bush gets that big touchdown diving into the end zone. You think, all right, this is where USC puts their foot down and puts their stamp on the dynasty. A three-peat. MJ and Pippen. Kobe and Shaq. Three-peat on the way. Nope. Fourth and five, the national championship on the line. He's going for the corner. He's got it. Vince Young scores. One of the all-time great college football calls, really sports calls in the history of sports, one of the best broadcast calls ever by the legendary Keith Jackson in what would be his final game ever, at least his final game as the main commentator for ABC. He may have done other games after that. I'm not sure. I think he did. But I know that this was the final game. This was supposed to be his final game of his broadcasting career. And, I mean, it was just such a great game. A lot of great Rose Bowl games. But in my personal opinion, I just don't think that any game can ever top that USC-Texas absolute thriller and... Listen, I think today's Rose Bowl, Wisconsin and Oregon is going to be a really good game. I don't think Oregon is this juggernaut or anything, so I think it's going to be a really good game. I think most of these games, all four of these games today are going to be really good. I think if you're a college football fan, it's a perfect day for you. It is the New Year's. Definitely ring in the New Year by watching some great college football And of course, it is a new year. I didn't have 
an episode last week feeling under the weather still not feeling so good but feeling a little bit better my voice is not as good as i would like it to be but we are here we are putting out content for you the nfl playoffs are this weekend so of course i have to have my second nfl episode of change the game that is coming out on friday it should be up i have a lot of content coming up it's a new year the end of a decade Another episode that will be coming out, I think the next one after NFL, will be a movie episode. And this episode will be where I go over my personal favorite movie from every year that I've been alive. I just recently turned 24 two weeks ago. So I'm going to go over my personal favorite movie from every year that I've been alive. So stay tuned for that episode. Of course, like I said, part two of the Star Wars podcast will also be coming up very soon. A um, lot of great content coming up for you guys. I'm going to be pushing stuff out. Just keep listening. Uh, thank you for listening. And I hope you guys have a happy, happy new year. Enjoy it. Uh, be safe out there. Um, don't, please don't drink and drive. You know, if, you, if you're going to party, please find a ride, you know, Uber, Lyft, you know, you don't have to do that. You definitely don't have to drink and drive. Uh, you got to stay away from that. We don't want anything bad happening to anybody out there. Let's keep everybody safe and have a happy and fun new year.